Excited. Yes, I am. This is Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast, NBL Super Coach Edition. Hello, I am the Super Coach Hawk, sitting here with my good mate, the SC Matrix. And Hammer himself has made another appearance because he was just so good in the last episode. <laughs> we are here brought to you by the Standard Squeeze. Make sure you check out the lads at the Standard Squeeze. All products, 15% off if you use the Insight 15 promo code. Also, thanks to Ryan Hammond from Astute Finance in Newstead. Make sure you go ask Ryan for all your finance needs. Tell him the boys from Insight sent you, and he will take care of everything you possibly could need. Maddie, how are you, mate? Financially. Financially. Nah, he'll take care of all your needs. All your needs. <laughs> hey, mate. How are you? Yeah, um, mate. Well, good. Good. Gee, gee it's good to be on. Um, look. On today's show, we're going to couple the cu- cover the couple of preseason games that are on. Um, we're going to have some Southeast Melbourne chat. We're going to have some Melbourne chat. We're going to stay in Victoria for this one. Um, we're going to have a chat about our current lineups as they stand. Um, just want to invite everybody uh, into our league. Uh, we've got some weekly prizes coming on there, coming from the standard squeeze. Our league code is 680481. Take us all on. Have a dig at us. Um, actually, you can have a dig at us all the time in the comments, but you can have a dig at us uh, with Supercoach scoring uh, with this one. Um, but I'm going to take us into our first preseason game. Uh, bullets 103. My bullets, geez, they look good already. Um, defeated the 36ers, 78. Um, look, Isaac White was the top scorer, Hammer. What, are you, uh, what do you take from that? Yeah, as good as your bullets look, that's just how bad Adelaide looked, man. This was... <laughs> oh, I'm they said on the coverage, Brisbane looked like a week four team and Adelaide looked like it's the first hit out in preseason and it was pretty apt. Look, a uh, lot to like about Brizzy. Yeah, it is was it good Sobe? to see. Is I... it Sobe? Can we talk about anybody but Sobe or are you just going to brush past him, Matty? Well, I think, look, I think look, Sobe all of a sudden becomes relevant. This, this guy balled out and outside of the whole fantasy lens, and I think it's relevant to fantasy, the structure of this team suits him a lot better. It's going to open him up to be fantasy relevant, yeah? Yeah, I don't think he's going to have to do as much work. Um, even the way that Isaac White played off the bench there, getting 19, 5, and 2 or whatever he got with a couple of turnovers, I think he's going to give him some relief. I don't think you're going to see a lot of, you know... <sighs> Look, I think White is just going to get backup minutes, um, but I think we're going to get the best version of Sobe, and I'm excited for that. I would like to make one point of order. You guys pulled me up and told me that double game weeks, two weeks in a row, need to be called double-double game weeks. I'm just going to pull up the hammer as well. Now, mate, we know that you've made it inside the top 10 before when it comes to fantasy, and I know this is the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast, but we are talking super coach relevance, my friend. Super coach (laughs) is here for the NBL. Every time I hear that fantasy word too much, I tell you what, I'll give a... I'll pull the hawk noise out, which we all hate. The hawk noise will come out. Fuck, I hate that shit. (laughs) I apologize for getting pronouns wrong. But back to Brisbane, you're right. Isaac White balled out. But we're going to look at who was missing. 
They're missing their import, Chris Smith. He went off for 30 in the first game. So there's a lot more opportunity there. I think the difference, and I've said this for a couple of seasons with Sobi, is he's not a point guard. Him moving back to the two spot with a genuine import point guard next to him, it's going to unlock him. Sobi, you go back to his Adelaide days, he was the best in transition, not trying to run a team, getting out, scoring the ball, getting on the rim. And this scoring system in Supercoach, it rewards that. One, one guy I was a little bit disappointed in was um, DJ Mitchell. I actually, I actually had him in my team a little bit, um, just thinking, you know, that he's going to have this massive role. I know he only played 17 minutes, but you know what? Six points, five rebounds in 17 minutes in a preseason game, which they won considerably. I probably just expected more. Yeah, you're right. And that's 17 minutes without Josh Bannon playing. He sat out that game. And he's the predicted starter in that spot. So, yeah, DJ Mitchell, not on my radar at all for this season after holding him for, through most of last season. And one one yeah. name we've mentioned is a little bit of a POD and, and double-double game week for Adelaide as well as Franklin. But he's not doing much. He's been a bit quiet. Oh, he's been more than quiet. This was your guy, Matty. What do you think after the game? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, get that garbage out of here. He's not in my team anymore. Um, look, one preseason game, that's enough for me. Um no, look, realistically, I think that he's going to be hot and cold. The fact that he only shot three shots probably shows that he was maybe a little bit disengaged. But I think that he's going to be hot and cold all year. I think maybe on those double game weeks, you could get him because I think that he'll go off one of those game weeks. But, yeah, look, it might be the flower show. It might be the Carnival of Flowers. It very much could be. But you're right. He didn't look engaged. And I remember texting you through the game and, 18 minutes in, and he hasn't put up a single field goal attempt, yeah. which is a guy who's been born in to score the rock. I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, yeah, look, having a look around, one guy that did look pretty good, Wiley. Um, I've toyed with him in my team. I tell you what, if if he looked like that he was going to be, you know, a clear starter and going to have a massive role, 16 and 4 in 16 minutes, that's enough for me from a, a PPM, um, I suppose, stand, standpoint. Yeah, it's a weird makeup that Adelaide team though. Like, you yeah. see the starting lineup. We had pretty much four point guards in the starting lineup. They looked short. They looked out of position, and they haven't had Isaac Humphrey at all through the preseason, which is the only genuine big. So going up against Aaron Baines, uh, Terrell Harrison, Rocco Zakarski, there's three seven footers, and you, you you throw on the, you know, the dwarves at him. Like, it, it's not right. It's not their their starters that you'll have for the season. So it's a bit a bit of balance issue at the moment. I must be honest, I, I love giving credit where credit's due. It was either Phil Unfiltered, good fan of the show, or it might have been our very own uh, Mr. G Wiz, who uh, hosts our NBA podcast that had Wiley in their team. And it threw me off a little bit. But after seeing him play, I think it kind of holds a little bit of merit, especially as we know Adelaide having their double-double game week. Um, so maybe it holds a little bit of merit at the price. I'm not sold, but he looked pretty good, looked sharp. Yeah. Let, let's park Jacob Wiley for now. We've got the Blitz, we've got a few more games I need to see more. He's, he's on the radar. Let's park that for now. Speaking of other uh, preseason games, we move on to my Perth Wildcats against the G League Ignite. Um, do we have our first ever retraction? Yeah, I can feel I like Hammer and I apology? might have a little first ever retraction. And our, our last podcast went out late and a lot has happened since that. So it sounds like a very quick reaction, uh, retraction, I should say. But 
Hammer, do you want to start? I'm, I'm happy to jump on the bandwagon yeah. with you to retract, but I'll let you go with it. Look, I believe you're talking about Saar. Now, I'm perhaps converted. I'm not going to go out and say that I was wrong. I'm just going to say this. I'm not as right as I normally am on this one. And all <laughs> of a I'm converted. It's, uh, they were two massive games, right? Yeah, I love that. Run us through the stats um, before I start that. Um, the SAR circle jerk that I, call, that I uh, aptly named, named wow. our Google Doc last game. I think the SAR circle jerk has an extra link after the weekend. So if anyone's got the stats, I'd love to hear them one more time. Uh, I've got them. 26 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 6 blocks, 3 steals, 10 of 14. Not that efficiency matters, but I like it. Uh, 1 of 2 from 3 and 5 of 7 from 3 throw at 115K and a double game week to begin. He's just Is he as much of a lock as Bryce Cotton's 40-plus points for week one? I think you got two locks there, a, a double-double lock for the uh, one of a better word. But here's where it gets more interesting. We were talking last week with the whole Perth Wildcats roster construction, talking about an extra import to come in, thinking of a five-man. I think this weekend's probably put those plans on ice. Hundred. I'm going to go out and say Pinder starts at the five. He did play on the weekend, albeit six minutes. Saar starts at the four. The way this guy moves laterally, the way he was defending on the perimeter, the way he can actually step out and stroke the three, I think that's your four man. And there's not a lot of competition. You've got Jesse Wagstaff, who turns 112 next year. Happy birthday, Jesse Wagstaff. <laughs> uh, backing up at the four spot. I'm going to say Perth sit on this last import spot and it's a wait and yep. see. We'll fill a different need. No, I think you're spot on. I tell you who is definitely starting as well. He might not be a lock for your, your uh, super coach team just yet, but he's definitely starting for the Perth Wildcats, either at the two or the three, is... Mr. Jordan Archer also having 24 points and three assists. This guy can flat out ball. I know it's against the G League Unite team, Ignite team, but... This guy just shows that he's doing it at both ends. So we've mentioned him here once. We've mentioned him twice. He's now got his own soundbite. He'll be getting mentioned very often, in my opinion. While we're on Perth, though, there's one more guy worth mentioning. Ben Henschel. Anyone else pick up on that over the weekend? No. You had him. You've had him since the start. You've had him since the start. See, I've had him for a couple of reasons. Mostly because he's guard forward eligible and gives me some flexibility for week two. But... I feel we're on a sleeper here. This guy, he played bulk minutes versus uh, overtime elite today. Had 17 actual points. John really's high on him. I think for 69K, this guy might be a sleeper. Okay. I think this is, you're going to learn now the love-hate of being on a podcast, Hammer. It's one of those ones where you know you want to inform the people and give out the love, but at the same time, you want to shut the F up and keep them to yourself. And I think you're onto something there, 100%. Unless it's a red um, herring. Don't, don't select <laughs> how many How many Perth? And this might be a question we ask a lot if they're as good as we think they're going to be. How many Perth Wildcats is too many for week one? Four. That is mm. too many. Correct. Oh, I think you can have, well, what I'm saying is I think you can get away with three. I think there's three. Yep. I think there's room for three on your team. I'm not saying all three are starters, but you could have three on your team. I think Cotton's a lock. I think Sars cool. a lock. And maybe maybe Henschel goes on your bench. I think, mm-hmm. or 
if you want to point a difference, well, then Usher, but he's probably starting to move up above that 10% ownership now. I'd have to go have a little bit of a look, but I don't think he can have four, and I don't know if he can get a, I don't know if he can have three starters, especially if it's not a double double game week. I think he can't do three. You've got to have three, two starters, one on the bench. Would you like yeah. to know how, how owned uh, your boy Usher is? How much? 3%. See, that's still a decent POD. And I know it's his price. And if you look, and that's probably probably most people are listening to what well I've just said, but three's pro- three starters is too much. And I think most people have cotton and most people have SAR. So they've gone three's too much. I know, I know I don't have him in his in my team, and I'd love to, but I've gone with a different balance, which we'll get to at the end, because it makes more sense for week one into week two, and then I'll go from there. Yeah. Take, and that's takes the hard thing. To, that's the hard We're just learning out. We're learning out. We're learning our three-way communication here, boys. It's okay. It's okay. I know, like a little bit of a hands-up system, and it's all weird for those people watching us on YouTube for like what's going on. But we'll get there. We're working. You know, this is only episode two as a threesome. We're working on it. It's fine. We'll we'll play through it. I'm sorry to everybody who didn't hear what was said then, but we're going to move on because there is another game, and it is important. Uh, United versus South East Melbourne Phoenix. The big one is no Delhi yet. Talk to me. What's going on? No Delhi. He's old. <laughs> yeah, I, think, man, just... I think he's just an experienced player that's getting rested at this stage. Doesn't read, you know, coming from the NBA, uh, was involved, I suppose, in the Australian um, preseason, some of those trials. Um, trained up, got cut. He doesn't need to practice. Practice? I'm the franchise player. <laughs> <laughs> is he, he is. How, But is he? Like seriously, what's is? I don't think he's super coach relevant. I think he's a good player. No. I, I don't know if he's is he is he going to start, but not do starters minutes. But it really does affect when it comes to what Melbourne United players we pick. I mean, I'm hesitant on some just because I don't know about the Delhi factor, and I'm pretty sure that's why we've got it in our notes. It's a messy guard rotation in Melbourne right now. You got the way I'm seeing it: Delhi and Ilya are meant to be the two starters in the backcourt, with Bubbles starting at the three. Gives you a guy we're probably going to talk about in a minute is Ian Clark coming mm. off the bench. So I don't know. There's not a lot of shooting between Delhi and Illy. Gordon can obviously light it up. And then you've got your, your four and five spot, which we can touch on later as well. But yeah, I don't think Delhi's fantasy relevant at all. And especially with the new scoring system, this is a guy who's not going to be putting up big actual points. So I think he's, he's fantasy irrelevant. And I think that's why Clark starts to actually become fantasy relevant because I think he knows coming off the bench, he'll have a role and he'll have a license to shoot and we don't get penalized for missed shots. So he's starting to become yeah. relevant to me. And look, no spoilers, but we're here for Hammers team and Matrix team, not mine, but mine's on the starting roster with Ian Clark because I think it fits him very well to the rotation system that I want to go with. I think he knows what he's doing. I mean, he, he's shown it now. It's another 28 points, 26 minutes. That's a guy that's just coming on and shooting the rock and putting it in the hoop. Works for me. You you don't think like this is a game where um I'll make Goulding didn't play. Um you don't think when Goulding's there that you know they're just gonna go with I suppose the experienced jacker. He's gonna be the jack off. Um he's gonna be the guy that walks out there shooting all the time. And Ian Clark's gonna take a secondary role um to to bubble. Yeah. If you look what what Clark did with his uh, championship run in Sydney, you had uh, Jalen Adams go down, the point guard. And and Clark switched to the one, and he held his own. I think 
Clark's going to come in off the bench. He's going to back up both Delhi, uh, Illy, and Bubbles, play all three perimeter positions, and end up with starter minutes. He's just not going to start on the court. So I think the opportunity is going to be there. And he's the guy they're going to go to when they need a bucket. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I hope so. Because it won't be Tanner Krebs. Well, I think yeah, I think you've just opened the door. I think there's three main talking points still. Krebs only going two and four. Uh, two and four. Travis had another big one though, sixteen and twelve. And Huck Porty's the other one that's disappointing with an eight and four. I mean, what are our, let's leave Creek. I think we know Creek and where he's at, and he's borderline probably a lock as well. But where are we going with Krebs and Huck Porty? Because a lot of people are looking to try and either slot them in or leave them alone. What? Who, who's got the the percentage owned? How owned is Huck Porty? Um, Huck Porty is. Give me a second. I was looking in the guards. He's sixteen percent owned at the moment. So that's that's lower than I thought because he was the way that things were trending. He was a lock to start, but he's failed to fire three preseason games in a row, and I'm losing confidence. So I've got him out of my team now. Like this last game, he went eight points, four rebounds in eighteen minutes for uh, what do you have? Fifteen fantasy uh, super coach points. You know, it's, it's not the production you want out of your starting centre. Um, JLA, big news. Uh, Vickham has come out and said he's ahead of schedule. The return is imminent. Won't, won't put a round on it, but as soon as he's back, it's, you know, if they're still in their sweet spot of the schedule, there's another lock. Ah, spot on. Spot on. I think we move on. And I know there's some Southeast Melbourne players that obviously played in that game that we want to talk about. But we're going to dive into both of these rosters deep now. We want to get a bit of an insight from our two experts here. Let's dive into both of those rosters. We're going to start with Southeast Melbourne Phoenix to cap things off. Uh, we know they have a double-double game week to begin the season as well. Uh, who's your main – who's the ones that st- – we'll start with you, Matrix. Who's the main ones that stick out for you? Oh, well, obviously Craig does, but, you know, he's going to have an MVP-like season again. Um, Alan Williams being injured, I suppose, ruins a lot of plans – um, I, I know that he was highly owned there for a little bit. And then I got really excited over Gak, but they went and signed Tyler Cook. So, um, he, you know, apart from having a really good jump shot in 2K, I'd never heard of him. Um, I know I know Hammer did a bit of research on him. Um, tell us about Tyler Cook, mate. Yeah, you're right. I was, I was high on Gak. I'd brought him into my team and sitting there this morning and, and the news breaks that Tyler Cook's been signed. I'd never heard of him either. Checked his highlights, and he reminds me a lot of Derek Pardon from New Zealand last year. So I've had a look at Pardon's stats from last year. He put up about 12 points, eight rebounds. Translates to Supercoach at around 21 fantasy points. Is he going to get the same court time? I don't know. But it, it definitely is going to affect Gak, who I thought was going to be the starter. So there's some decisions to be made there, but that's probably a, a wait and see. Let's park that again and see how that dynamic plays out at the Blitz. At 140k, like the things that you could have done with that extra, even that extra 35k that you're saving from Huck Porty going to Gak, yeah. uh, can be used very efficiently. So, 100%. What else you got from Southeast Melbourne? There's a few other names that are, are potentially super coach relevant. Go, Rob. For me, like you've kind of touched on the main ones for me. I mean, Mitch Creek is the one. Alan Williams, you know, obviously with what's happened there. Gak was the one that's now the massive. He's a huge watch for me in the Blitz. I don't think um, I don't think the import's going to be that actual relevant. I think he's just going to come in and play a little bit of a role. 
For me, there's not too much else there. Um, you guys probably know more in depth than I do. They're the main ones that stick out for me, but I'm just the host, boys. You guys are the experts. Yeah. i got three um, guys that I want to I talk about. Number one, Gary Brown. Now, he was injured a lot last year, but he had a massive ceiling. I uh, didn't always reach it, but uh, this guy's his assist numbers are always high. I think he was first or second in the league last year. Has the ability to put 20 points on the board, plays defense in the lanes, get some steals. So that's a guy that hasn't fired yet in their preseason, but watch this space. There's some big things there. The second one. One thing I. One thing I noticed about Gary Brown, mate, uh, when I had a look at it from a super coach standpoint, like he seems to be scoring those mid thirties all the time, but he had a like quite a high floor too. Like um, yeah. he's only had like two really low scores in the last little while of like five. And then mm-hmm. all of them, his lower scores against the teams are like 25, um, which is, which is serviceable. If I think if he was 277K, he'd be a lot, more highly owned than he is, but at three twenty-five k, like it's so hard not to have Creek and Cotton. Um, I think if he has a couple stinkers to start the year and drops in price a little bit, um, yeah, I agree with you. Gary Brown looks great. Yeah, and he played last year next to Trey Kell, so he's got a, another import playing beside him this year in Will Cummings. So he played the other night against Melbourne, uh, twenty-seven Super Coach points, eighteen actual points. This guy was not efficient at all, but luckily that doesn't matter this year. Uh, four steals. So I'm not going to be picking him, but there's something there. And the last one was Southeast Melbourne, Ben Eyre. There's a cheapie on the bench. I think he's about 104K, maybe a bit more. All right, he, yep. he goes. This is a guy who's not scared at the moment. He was in Cairns last year. Possibly going to be playing that Kyle Adnam role just to come in off the bench, bit of energy, jack it up. But... He's going to have some games at that price where he can actually get some points on the board. I think what I didn't like about Ben Eyre when I had a look at some of his games last year is that that floor was there. Like, he had some games that he absolutely didn't score very much at all. Uh, But he does have, I suppose, the upside to score 30. He did have one game of 56, um, you know, once in his career of super coach. But, yeah, realistically, I probably expect him to sort of get that 15 quite quite often, which is in and around break even so he's not going to lose your cash he's not going to gain your cash double game week to start off with um but is ruben tarangi on anybody's radar i have actually seen his ownership and it's it's actually higher than i thought is it just yeah. because he's you know people have just seen him in the world cup like it is a different beast new new zealand ruben tarangi i tell you what when he's pumping out the hucker before a game oh, he goes to a different <laughs> level <laughs> He's a different beast, man. This, this World Cup Ruben Tarangi was what's been promised in the NBL for the last four or five years. Like every time this, – this is a guy that I have a love-hate relationship with because <laughs> I get this World Cup thing and I think, man, this guy's going to go, and every single time he shits on me. So I'm, I beware. I'm out. I'm not, I'm not touching that one. Let's be very wary of the World Cup, though, here. This is somebody who started going around on videos, dare I switch a crossover to NBA, and people were calling Hollis Jefferson the left-handed Kobe Bryant. So let's just calm down a little bit from what we saw from the World Cup because, look, Dennis Schroeder ain't going to be the MVP of the NBA, and Hollis Jefferson spit out your tongue to compare him to Kobe Bryant in any capacity. <laughs> Let's be very clear right now. But albeit the highlights were pretty sweet. I'll give him that. Did, 
But Dylan Brown, uh, Dylan, Dylan Brooks, though. Dylan Brooks, he goes to a different level. <laughs> Canadian Dylan Brooks, I tell you what, if he has a spoon of maple syrup before every game, he's on fire. Tell you what, get the man some punching gloves and a punching bag and he's good to go, isn't he? It's <laughs> a tough nut. <laughs> But anyways, guys, we're going to move along. We're going to move along. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, hit subscribe and like us on YouTube. If you're listening along on Spotify, Apple, Google, make sure you hit follow and leave us a review. We thrive with your support, so please get behind us for all your updated news when it comes to all sports, NBL, BBL, NBA, AFL, NFL. No, no NFL. Not doing it yet. We will bring you some NFL, NRL. We do it all. I'm nearly losing it. I've even started reporting on some tennis, and some more tennis stuff might come out soon. But before we get too carried away and start naming sports that we're just not going to do and make everybody work that little bit harder, we will move on to the Melbourne United uh, lineup. I think we've had a pretty good in-depth analysis already, especially with what it looks like from the starters into their into their reserves, but. Uh, who else sticks out for you? I mean, we haven't dived into Travers too much in this one. Is he really that absolute lock? Are you guys seeing that it's a no-brainer? You can't not have him? Yeah, I'm going to have him. I'm going to have him. Um, I don't think it's an absolute lock, but like when he's as owned as he is, and he was at 39% the last time I did the pod. I'll check it again now. Um, yeah, look, when he's as highly owned as he is, I'm just going to get him in and just ride the wave. He's still cheaper, just cheaper than 277K. Um, NBA quality player almost. And, um, yeah, look, you don't hurt anything. He had, what, 16 and 12 the other night? That's good enough for me. Yeah, he was everywhere. 16 and 12 and, and translated across as 42 super coach points. So that's, that's about what you can ask for. And, and probably the biggest thing for me, that was in 20 minutes. So Creek had 44 super coach points, but that was in 30 minutes, which is probably what he's going to be playing during the regular season. I think Travis has a pretty high upside. And when he came across from Perth, he's obviously come on the promise of some, some opportunity. And Vickerman's come out and said, we've got the Xavier Cooks role for you. We want you to grab it off the rim, lead the break. And that's conducive to, to super coach points to me. There's, there's huge upside. Yeah, I love it. I think I think you're mad not to start with him. I think it is price. I think it is price and what he's got on an upside. You have to. I think you also summed it up really well when we were chatting during the week, Maddie, which was it's too much of a risk not to have him. You know, when somebody's at thirty nine percent ownership, they've got a double game week. They've actually got a double uh, double double game week. No, just a double game no, week to start double. with in Melbourne. It's too much of a risk not to have him. And I think that's I think that probably sums it up well. I think when you start looking at a Mitch Creek or a Bryce Cotton, you could take a gutsy call, maybe if you wanted to. I think it's the wrong call not to have them, but you could take the gutsy call at that price. But at 276 and that percentage of ownership, I think you've just got to 100 percent put him in your team for sure. Um we had a little bit of a chat about the guard rotation a little bit earlier, uh, Hammer. Um, and mm-hmm. one thing I got a scoff for, uh, because I asked you if he was any fucking good the other night, was Tanner Krebs. Um, have you changed your mind? Man, um, look, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, that game on the weekend, it, it didn't live up to the hype that I was hoping for. So I yep. think the opportunity is going to be there for him. I think it's definitely a role, but I think right now you can get that same production at a, at a cheaper price point and, and spread that cash elsewhere. 
Yeah, and I've sort of seen him starting to pop up in a few teams, probably off that really good game that he had the other night. Um, But I'm just going to have a look at some career stats. And he had, I suppose, some, like, even on Supercoach, where efficiency doesn't affect it, he's had a minus three game before. So he's come out and got more turnovers than points, basically. Uh, His best game ever was 26 Supercoach points. So when I have a look at him coming in, having a break-even of 26 anyway, he's got to have his best game of his career every night not to drop cash, and he's never going to do that. Uh, As a Brisbane fan, as somebody that's watched him play a lot, yeah, he is garbage. Yeah, it's a tough one. There's Like we said before, there's a pretty extensive guard rotation in United, minutes to go around, so... Um, yeah, won't be featuring in my team. Just back on um, on Travers before. The other thing that makes him very tasty is the guard forward eligibility. Gives you the flexibility to massage him into those single game weeks and, and keep him on your bench. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Oh, just heard yeah. massage and just got a little bit excited there for a second. But yeah, no, it's a really good point. I think you guys are raising some really good points. Um, how much does JLA being on time really change things up for your thought process this year? Because that just changes their rotation massively with him in the side. It also changes the offensive end productivity from some of these players as well. Is it just a really watch this space to when he's coming back in? And then who do you think then really drops off if he comes in? Other than Huck Porty, obviously. It's Huck Porty. It's only him? Do like do some of the guards like limit their numbers or do assists pick up for a particular player because he's there or look, I'll tell you who misses out. It's anyone who wants to get a shot up because JLA has never seen a shot he doesn't like. This this guy is a black hole. You throw the ball in and you never see it again. Like it's going up, which is fantasy gold in this, because he's gonna put some points on the board, he's gonna block some shots, he's gonna rebound. And he's what, that mid three hundred price? Yeah, he's 353. Yeah, if he comes back while Melbourne's schedule is still strong, I'm going to be moving a lot of pieces around just to get a piece of that. Is that when you you start looking at like Travers as well, that his rebound drops off? So instead of him going 16 and 12, all of a sudden he's going 16 and six. Like, do you know what I mean? When he comes back in and maybe his prices hit that little bit of a ceiling, the break even starts to rise. You see a JLA come back in the team. Is that when you start to go, okay, now I start to make some moves. Yeah. It's yeah, probably some time so. you start to cash in. Yep. Cool. Can I talk? Can I talk? Go on. Depending on when that is, you just got to pivot. So Travers gets your price rise. We're starting to look in the middle of the season then. Kansas coming on strong for about five doubles in a row. So we need call. to start looking ahead to that. Great call. Great call. You can, go, Maddie. Can I cover somebody that's 13% owned? That if you take anything away from, from our podcast, um, I want you to take that do not have Brad Muley in your team. Um, he's 13% owned, 47 years old, um, receding hairline um, makes, Ooh, I makes Hammer look like Makes makes the hammer look like Goldilocks over here. Um, look, realistically, he's only owned because this new brand of super coach has brought some new people and they go, Brad Newley, I saw him play in 2013. He was pretty good, eh? Hold on. But let's not forget, this is what you've got at the moment. You've got a lot of people who are AFL and NRL super coach fans 
who love getting involved with this and bring it across. Like I'm, I'm one of those, like come across. I'm obviously an NBL fan as well, but some of these are really not. And they are looking at names that they remember from uh, mid-2010. And they're like, Brad Newley, wasn't he a starter back in the day and he was a baller? Let's go. Um, they are thinking that. Majok Majok, I've heard of him before. He's 69K. What? I'm getting one of my rookies who's just going to go amazing. He's not a rookie. Like, do you know what I mean? And he's not going to get you any points, but, you know, it's that's what people are looking at and that's where they are probably going to get a bit hurt and hopefully they are jumping on here and you know what maybe we will throw out a quick couple of videos which are your must-haves and your must stay away from and let's be honest the amount of teams that we're seeing at the moment they are pretty stock standard for round one but that's okay stay stock standard for round one it's what we do and why you listen to this podcast is to get the right trades at the right time that's what's going to separate everybody here. Not what your team looks like in round one. Don't go all crazy with some PODs. It's not the right move. Can, can I tell you something about Brad Newley? On January 5th, the Knicks traded for the draft rights to Brad Newley. The Knicks got Denzel Valentine, the draft rights to Wang Zelen. Um, and cash considerations where the Cavs got Rondo and the Lakers got a guy called Lewis Laberry that I've never heard of. So, uh, yeah, the Knicks have his draft rights if ever they want to recall the 38-year-old uh, Brad Newley. <laughs> All right, boys, are we moving on? I want to be I want to be clear that we kind of keep these under 45 if we can. We've got some good content still to push out. Uh, are there any must-mention players that we haven't mentioned from United before I move on? You first, Hammer. Look, it's not a player, but it's Dean Vickerman. The Vickerman effect will get you. This is a guy who will play everyone 15 to 20 minutes and will just shit on a guy having an amazing Supercoach game. So just buyers beware. 33 minutes, Nathan Brain, mark that point. We'll be getting that out as a video for sure. The Vickerman effect, I love it. I love it. We move along. I want to mention our Discord. Make sure you join our Discord. It's free. It is free. Jump on board. We have over 100 people in this community chatting all sports, rate my team, expert comments. The beautiful thing about our Discord, other than the fact it's free, is at one of us, and we will be in that conversation before you say Vickerman effect. All right, we will be in there and chatting with you all. So we encourage you all to jump in our Discord. If you like all sports, all our sports that we cover are in there. Jump in, have a chat. There's some great bants going on, but a lot of expertise as well when you are trying to build out your winning super coach team. I want to dive into where our teams have got to. I think we are starting with Hammer first. Since our last episode, Hammer, have you made any changes to your team and what are they? I have. We, uh, I've jumped on the, uh, the Saar train. So I've brought him in at Power Forward and I've got Gorjak Gak. I've, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought he's gone. For anybody, for anybody watching um, us on YouTube, or I should say for those not watching us on YouTube, Matty O'Brien's smile has just gone bigger than a Cheshire cat. He looks like a reverse dicky knee with a little bit of a head bubble going on for anybody of my age demographic. Uh, there's a lot of excitement coming from there as he scales down his four and one cup thanks to the standard squeeze. There is your so thought, much I've never seen it before. Thoughts, <laughs> <laughs> um, Maddie? Mate, look, yeah, look, I. Oh, look, I don't know whether Gak or Huck Port is the the answer. I just look Gak is good on a PPM basis. I wonder if you're going to change that before the start of the year. 
Yeah, look, you're probably not wrong. I, I just keep thinking back to the end of last season in Brisbane when Baines was out, and you're right, points per minute. Gak was, was all over it. And what I love about it, his game is so simple. He blocks shots, he rebounds, and he runs rim to rim hard and catches lobs. There's, there's, there's nothing, you know, too fancy about it. So it's going to translate. It's just whether he gets the minutes. Yep. Agree with you. Um, and it's great to see Sar in your team. Um, I know you've got a few cheapies on there. Um, and of course you've got like cottons and your creeks and your Travises and all that already in there. So, um, you want to, you want to go through your team Hawk? I'm up. I'm up. Let's do it. No major changes for me other than we did the retraction at the start. So Sarah sitting in that starting center position for me, you can bobble away, Mr. Dickie me again. Um, I've got, I've got Gak on the bench at the moment just because it's going to be a watch this space, but yeah, look, I think that'll be the move. I'll be looking out for some cheapies as much as I can to try and take that spot. And so that's what I'll be watching so closely in the blitz and listening to you boys on who I could possibly pick up in that backup center position or bench position. The one for me that I've gone with, and we sort of talked about it on this show already, is I've actually thrown Ian Clark onto my starting guards now. I couldn't afford Usher. I don't even think I probably would if I could. I've thrown Travers and Creeker up in the forwards. I've got Cotton sitting there with Clark, with Sarah in the starting position. The reason for me with Clark, he's sitting there at that 226. I like that they have a double game week to start with. I think he has a role and it's an offensive role and that's what we want when it comes to super coach. And it also allows me to make a beautiful move come week two where I throw Flowers into the starting position and I throw Clark to the bench when Flowers has his double-double game week. And I'll probably be looking to move Cotton for someone like a Jalen Adams when Sydney have their double game week. So it's very much a balanced thing for me and a movement thing for me rather than I think he's going to be this flat-out scorer come week one. So that's me. Yeah, I like it. All I heard was um, Adams is a poor man, Nathan Sobey, but that'll take me into my uh, my lineup. Um, <laughs> look, Can still, we mark that? Good. We're going to mark that one as well at 38 minutes and we'll, we'll check back in. I mean, look, Sobey's going to have a good year, but we're going to mark that point. I think Jalen Adams is going to flat-out ball this year. Um, I'm starting off with Cotton and Creek, obviously. Um, still got Travis, still got Huckporty in there. Um, I just, I suppose that 170K, what I look for is minutes. I think he's still going to get those minutes. Whether they're good or not, hey, let's let's wait and find out. But I think at 170K, I'll have him there. I think that he will be on the bench uh, come, you know, game week two uh, because I've got Will Magne on the bench. I've added him. Um, what? I've still got flowers there. Yeah, I've got Magne sitting there. I've went from Hunter over to Magne. Um, let's just see if he if he's back week one. Let's just see what happens. No, he's going to get some minutes. Magne is another guy that hates me. Every time I've touched him in fantasy or super coach, he's got it out for me. I, I'm scared off not touching it. Good luck. Yeah, no question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Mm, exactly <laughs> what it is. Look, I'm, get, I'm going to give him a chop. Right he's of the NBL, and everybody is an AFL fan out there knows exactly what I'm talking about. Just be careful before you <laughs> touch that. But hey, look, it's a name that we haven't mentioned, and that's what this podcast is about. We can't wait till episode five when the Matrix doesn't have Magna in his side anymore. <laughs> Hold on to him and stupid. You're but backing me into a corner. We're mentioning yeah. another name. It's all good. 
Uh, I already had Sar in my team, so I didn't need to add him before he's 20, after he's 26, 10, 10 blocks and, you know, 3,000 Supercoach point game. Um, I've still got Bannon. I'm a bit scared of Ulbrick still, but he's there. Um, and I've got Taron Armstrong there, so we'll see what happens there. I have been toying with Gap, but that new signing just ruins him for me. Um, I just tried to find an alternative, and Will Magna is going to be playing starters minutes. So. Just having a look. Have you got Have you got cash sitting there? You got, you, have um, you got a bit of cash? Yeah, I might have a little bit. Because I'm just let having me, a look. Let me have a got, look. You know, you've got a 172 at the starting center. You've got a 115 at the starting forward. You've got a 172 on your bench. The rest are sort of 69 other than flowers. We just can kind of here like... at Insight Fantasy Sports. So I have 56K sitting there. Oh, so you're close. So you so you could throw like a Clark in your lineup. You could throw nearly, you'd be close to putting, if you went a cheapie on your bench at the center and you threw Sar into your center, you could throw like an Usher into your starting lineup as well, or even a 277 if you've got a bit of money. So there's a few options no, there not, for you. Not really. I, I really struggle with um, Huck Porty uh, being that 170K. I could move Sar down, you're right, but I'm not really saving much because I've got, you know, those three sixty nine K uh players there. And I don't really want to start with flowers. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I really struggle. I've got want. I've got a bit in the bank at the moment, but I've got a bit to play with. I just I look at these two hundred and twenty K guys and I don't see any value outside of just getting a next star or something like that. That's what I'm struggling with. No, very good. Internally. This is why we this is why we do this early. I like how we make our little changes. It shows how much we can't help ourselves but move in and out with not many games to go off either. We know we've got the NBL Blitz coming up, and that's going to be a massive eye-watcher for everyone. We are going to bring you the update. So if you can't get to the games, we'll give you what you need to know. So make sure you're listening in. I want to do a little swing around the room. We'll start with you, Hammer. Any final words, mate? Yeah, Saturday night I'll be there at the Blitz. Uh, double-headed JJ's versus Southeast Melbourne, Melbourne versus your Brisbane Bullets, Maddie. So I have to report back. We'll get courtside, and I'll, I'll let Vickerman know that we're coming for him. Just get courtside, thanks to Inside Fantasy Sport. No, oh, you must well, have some serious contacts. Yeah. Not not courtside. <laughs> I'm in the nosebleed seats for fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's that massive <laughs> library you've got there behind you. I know you're sitting on a gold mine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, for fifteen dollars at the Gold Coast here. Convention Centre, you're actually courtside. So, yeah, I don't think I'm even in the show court. It's uh... <laughs> uh, over to you, Mr. Matrix. Any final words? Yeah, maybe get in the comments and um, and let us know whether you would go Bolden and a fifty eight k guy, which is probably right now just a bloke that's not playing at all, or whether you'd go Magne and Ulbrich. So that's some decisions that I've got to make uh, because I can't do both. So yeah, I'm interested to see the um, the listeners' thoughts between Bolden and a fifty eight k scrub or Magne and Ulbrich, which Ulbrich himself could be a fantasy scrub. Yeah, I'm not sold on taking the donuts yet. That's for me. That's the way I'm going to play it. Not just yet. I think there might become a time and a place where I need to put a donut on the bench for a week because I might be able to fill with a lot more stars and just get that player that you need slightly over the edge for a for a one week out. But for now, I'm going to look at the cash and get as much of a price rise as I possibly can. Um, guys, been an absolute pleasure. I feel like Hammer's got one more thing to say there. Hammer's got one more. Go, Hammer. No? All I good? I got nothing. I, I, saw right. you sit, I saw you sit forward. I saw those biceps flex. I got intimidated. I thought I might just throw to you one more time, but you go. You go. I'll, I'll give you one more cheapie. This one's for free. Manenga Ooh. on your bench, Matty. Have a look at that. 
Is that is that Mal's son, Mal Meninga? It's close enough. <laughs> Matty, don't ruin a good thing. He's given a free stat. We like it. We're going to be going and looking him up. I have no idea who it is, but that doesn't say much. Anyways, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. All, as always, until next time, this has been the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace out. Cheerio.